0: What a time to be alive as a Buffalo Bills fan. The Bills are 7-2 and for the first time since 1993, and they shot down the Seahawks right out of the sky. Welcome back to the Bills Bunker Live Show on Built in Buffalo. I'm Jake, you know Akeem, and we have a new guest on the show this week.
1: How
0: How's we it doing? going, Cody?
1: How we doing, gentlemen?
0: going pretty well feeling good
1: feels good to be a bills fan oh yes it feels great to be a bills fan my
2: brother cody on i got my brother yes, jacob sir. on a rich hakeem Richins. if you don't know us by now get to know us man uh we, we glad to be on and let's rock here jacob what's going on i mean this feels pretty damn
0: good and we've got some score predictions to start off this show we always start off with our score predictions from last week we're going to get into the cardinals game a bit later on but we're going to start with the the uh seattle game to start off now you two had some interesting score predictions here i don't want to rub in my score prediction
2: too much but explain yourselves gentlemen Ah, oh, Seattle man, the hype. I got caught into the hype. You know, uh, I I fell victim. <laughs> I, it, in a good and bad way, you know, I'm, I don't know if this is a good thing. I, I'm, I may keep the trend later on in the show going and in my predictions, we'll see. But uh, our Buffalo Bills, they they surprised the shit out of me. Defensively, we played a hell of a game. We got after Russell Wilson. We yes. did a lot of things that we I didn't see all season. And we, I finally saw, we saw against a very good Super Bowl contending team. And my prediction was wrong, but I'm happy it was. Does this victory make
0: us Super Bowl contenders or are we already Super Bowl contenders prior to
1: this? What do you think, Cody? I think we were already considered Super Bowl contenders before that. I mean, um I mean we were we were flying high those first four games, then of course with Allen and his separated shoulder, I mean, I don't know if either one of you gentlemen have ever separated a shoulder, but it's it's painful to let alone, you know, try to play through that. You noticed those uh, you know, those few games that Allen had his slump. He had that brace on his left arm. You didn't see no brace when he played Seattle. You know what I right. mean? So I uh, I I think we are true Super Bowl contenders. Now I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and say that we go to it, but contenders absolutely. We're no pretenders.
0: I like that. I like those points. And to get to your point about already being Super Bowl contenders, I agree with that. I agree because any team that makes the playoffs, to me, has a chance of making the Super Bowl. Once you're in that, the playoff bubble, anything can happen. Any team can advance. I don't care. Looking right now at the playoff matchups, Kansas City would be playing Miami in the first round. Anything can happen. Funky things happen.
1: Any
2: given Sunday. And, yeah, most definitely. And you think about Super Bowl teams. What do Super Bowl teams possess? They possess a a solid foundation on uh three phases of the football as offense, defense and special teams. Now we we've had a, a a pretty damn good offense this season and it looks like we're trying to taking those baby steps into the 2019 defense. And we saw how Andre Roberts, he led the game with a 60-yard kick return to start. So if we can get all three of these phases in in, in one cohesion, you co- cohesive unit at one time, we're going to be dangerous.
0: We are and to get to my prediction, I wanted to move into that. i said we would win this game 38-35. And that was honestly after a lot of second thoughts. Because to begin this season, on my own channel, the Bills Bunker, I predicted that the Bills would go 12-4 and they would end up losing that game. I still think we end up 12-4, but I changed my prediction the week before I think coming off of that Patriots game, it really gave this team a high momentum, great, a lot of positivity going into this game. And they just wanted to take down another opponent to show the world who the Buffalo Bills really are in 2020.
1: We're Super Bowl contenders in 2020. That's who we are.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to move into our player predictions from last week. Akeem?
2: You want to start by telling us what you had? I had Josh Allen over 275 passing yards. uh, Also with uh, Tyler Lockett going over 100 receiving yards. He did not. I believe he had about three or four receptions for 40 yards. Uh, Shout out Levi Wallace. Shout-out Levi Wallace and the entire defense. Once again, we did a hell of a job uh, in that secondary containing uh, two of the, the the very good receivers in the National Football League. So shout-out uh, Levi Wallace. But Josh Allen, 275, he, he almost – uh, damn near doubled that, didn't he, for fifteen, thirty-one 31 for 38, three touchdowns, one Russian touchdown. I, I felt we was going to take advantage of the mismatches, being that they have a historically bad uh, defensive secondary, and, and Josh Allen definitely did that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, I wanted to ask a question about that, because you mentioned a historically bad defensive secondary. I've heard a lot of talk about Seattle secondary, but I haven't heard too much talk about Josh Allen's performance outside of Buffalo's media. Right. I think Josh Allen gets disrespected way too much. And after the passing of his grandmother, literally the next day, he put on a performance like that. Reminded me a lot of Brett Favre's performance on a Monday night. That was a great performance. And I think it's time for the world to recognize what Josh
2: Allen's capable of doing. Amen. I absolutely agree, man. And and the more hate people get, a person get, uh, that's more respect that that person is getting if you, you you know if you're not that good if you're below average pl- uh, player you're not going to get hate you're not going to be talked about or scrutinized as much because there's nothing to scrutinize there's no value there uh Josh Allen he continues to get scrutinized and he continues to change the narrative uh before it wasn't over 300 yards then it wasn't against good teams Now we have to find another narrative to change for Josh Allen because he's continued to have haters, but haters means respect and respect equates to success. And that's what Josh Allen is having this season.
0: It's also more motivation. That guy is a fiery leader and I don't think he needs any more motivation, but just keep throwing the hate at him because it's going to light even more of a fire under him. We're going to move in. Cody's predictions from last week. So Cody, you want to tell us what you had?
1: Yeah, I had uh, Dawson Knox receiving a touchdown and I had Tyler lock at hundred plus receiving yards and one touchdown, but I mean, I was, I was close. I mean, uh, you know, Tyler Croft got that receiving touchdown, uh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> right position, group, wrong player. Yeah, this is close. Yeah. Hey, that's why I always said I did bad in school. I was never good at guessing.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about Dawson Knox a little bit because, yes, sir. A bit of a pun here. Nothing about him really knocks my socks off. Honestly. <laughs> I know he has a lot of potential, and it's not hard to see that he can be a great tight end in this league. But I think we really need a veteran tight end who's done it for a long time and had a lot of success to help groom him a bit because he seems like a bit of raw talent. He hasn't really, we know the problems with catching the football, it's existent. Jamal Adams made him look silly on that block this week. He ended up getting to Josh Allen real quick.
1: I mean, there's no shame in that. I mean, Jamal Adams does that to grown ass linemen right there's no shame getting beat by by Jamal Adams right that's yeah. like going up against Bobby Wagner and getting beat by Bobby Wagner it happens you know
2: it happens and like, you know what and and you're right about you know Dawson Knox in the tight end position and we're not giving up on Dawson Knox it's okay. just it's just the fact that uh we're in a position where we can do major things and that's win and con- contend and possibly win for a Super Bowl and right now we cannot wait on Dawson Knox to develop so i do agree if he doesn't show uh, he can improve rather quickly this season, we should go get uh, a veteran presence or just an upgrade at the TE1 position and let Dawson Knox develop as a tight end number two.
0: There's a comment here from DM3, Video Vault. Check out that channel if you haven't already. Hoyer over Adams. What's uh, everyone's thoughts?
1: uh, I I I uh, agree. Um, Poyer is definitely a far superior coverage safety. He is one of the top safeties in the NFL, especially even, you know, our arch nemesis and, you know, a Rich's best, uh, best group that he loves is good old PFF. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Jordan Poyer, if I recall, he's, he's been rated in one of the top rated safeties in the NFL for this entire league for this year. And, by, you know, for PFF. And and you know
2: I really like Jamal Adams, but I like Jamal yes. Adams because of what he brings to the locker room, uh, his vocal presence, his swagger, his mentality. Uh, I think he's an excellent in the box safety uh, yes. that can I can do a little bit of everything. But I love Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer can do a little bit of everything as well.
1: And you know, uh, Jamal Adams, he reminds me more of a of a. Of a a bigger stronger faster TJ Ward. TJ Ward was that tackling machine that can blitz, you know what I mean, from the when he played for the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't the best in coverage. I mean, like you've seen him get, you know, he's you've seen Adams get burnt Sunday against Diggs, but TJ right. Ward, I mean, he could make any tackle and he could get sacks. He, you know, he was just one of them like you said in the box kind of receivers that
2: yeah. and it's almost like I mean, last thing before we move on, it's almost like the defensive coaches that coach Jamal Adams just say, you know what, I'm gonna let you do whatever you want. Yes. it seems like he just he's like a rover kind of player, and he can blitz whenever he want, he can back off whenever he want. He looks like he has free reigns on that defense, that uh, defensive backfield to do as he please. Yeah, and I think Jordan Poyer he plays within the flow of the defense, and I think he's the better overall safety because of it.
1: Yeah, in like uh, DM three states. I mean, like I, th- I mean, I, I personally think he would be better as either a big nickel or, or as a linebacker, man. I mean, like, I mean, could you imagine him on our team as as our big nickel? I mean, you got to think either our big nickel or in, you know, or even so in slot here. or anything like that with Hyde Definitely. and Poyer over top. I mean, oh my goodness gracious! Definitely, man. My Definitely. take oh.
0: on this is that. Adams is more of a sack guy, and that's a valuable stat. But for my safeties, personally, I want interceptions. I want someone who's going to break up the passes. Those stats matter more to me than the sacks. Sure, Adams can do everything, but Poyer can do everything. Hyde can do everything. And if you haven't already and you're watching this video, make sure you smash that like button. Hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we're live. We'll be back here next Tuesday.
2: We're here every Tuesday.
1: If the Bills are going to win Sunday, hit that like button. (laughs) I like it. I like it. If we're not winning, I I I don't even know what to say now. (laughs) I blanked. But no, if if we're going to win, you got to smash that like button.
0: I like it. So on this show, we do some fantasy picks every week. We have a fantasy player every week. And Akeem, you're going to start off with your fantasy player from last week.
2: Uh, last week, I had Devin Singletary, uh, 12 rushes, 60 yards, five receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I just felt he was going to be within the flow of the offense. I didn't know we wouldn't rush the ball at all. I thought 12 re- rushing attempts was a minimal number. I thought that was a, a very reasonable number, but he ended up getting about two or three rushing attempts. So
1: Three uh, rushing attempts in the first two quarters. Yeah, <laughs> and,
2: and, 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 and that was it. So, yeah, that's uh, that was my last week's prediction with uh, with Devin Singletary. Moving on to Cody, your that's, pick.
1: I had Stephon Diggs for 12 receptions, a buck 45, and two tutties. Tuddies. Tuddies, man, tutties.
0: I think I win this week. I don't have the yards or anything right, but John Brown had a touchdown. John Brown... He was very close to hitting 100 yards. He was one away, and that would have been the first time since 2010 that the Bills have had two receivers hit 100 or more yards in a game. I went back and did some searching. It took me a long time to find that stat. (laughs) That's it. It's been a long time.
1: It's been a long time coming. So now the real stat would be when was the last time the Buffalo Bills have had two one thousand yard receivers in the same season? mm, I mean uh, that's that's if anybody can look that up for us and throw it in the comments section down below. I'm gonna go ahead and
2: I'm gonna go ahead and take a guess right now. I believe I don't know what year, but I'm gonna say Eric Molds and Lee Evans. Was yeah. the last was the last combination to hit a thousand yards. I'm not sure if we had a good enough quarterback to deliver the a thousand to both receivers, but that's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go ahead bigger, and I'm gonna say before my time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the fantasy players of the week, all on the offensive side from the Buffalo Bills, brings us into Price what, and molds What we liked or didn't like about the offensive performance this week. Hey, Rich, I'm going to let you
2: start off. Uh, what I liked from uh, the offense this past week against Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, what was there not to like, right? I enjoyed everything. Uh, first of all, uh, our coaching staff simply out-coached the opposition. And it's been a long time where that, that was clear to see from a Buffalo Bills coaching staff, clearly seeing our Buffalo Bills out coach, not only any team, but Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. So I really like the game plan, uh, from Brian Dable. Uh, he took Russell Russell's trademark. Uh, he borrowed it on Sunday, right? He gave it to, to Josh Allen and he let Josh cook. And that's exactly what happens when you go 31 for 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. We understood that we was facing a bad passing defense, and we didn't waste no time, and we end up taking advantage. Another offensive performance I have to enjoy, I I talked about it all the time, John Brown finally getting involved, 11 targets, almost 100 yards. Uh, Those are things I love to see. The special teams involvement, Andre Roberts, 60 yards, kick return. Daryl Johnson lighting up a kick returner. It was great to see. So the the best overall performance, offense, defense, special teams uh, against the Seattle Seahawks uh, this past Sunday. Did you see, because you mentioned the Seahawks and Pete Carroll, a
0: defensive-minded coach, did you see what he had to say after the game? He said, I didn't even recognize that defense out there. The defense looked horrendous. I don't know if it was bad defense, good Bills offense, a bit of both. But I loved everything I saw from this offense this week. The first four drives all put up points. That was a great start. Came out firing. And we, our offense simply outplayed their
1: offense correct absolutely i mean if i remember correctly also (laughs) pete carroll uh he also made a you know he was a little baffled by how much we passed if i remember correctly, he said something about uh he was Mm -hmm. stunned by how many few runs like they were they he thought they had a really good game plan for our run Mm -hmm. game but they weren't expecting it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they weren't expecting us to you know, only throw it three times in the first half.
2: Right. And in my yeah. opinion, what he, dis- what he just did with that statement was throw his whole offensive and defensive staff under the bus because they wasn't prepared for anything we had coming at them. And no. that's when the coaching staff. And I well, That's mean, we- the, that's the
0: thing with this Bills team. You prepare for the run, we're going to hit you with the pass. You prepare for the pass, we're going to hit you with the run. This Bills team has a different dynamic than we've had in years past. We've always been running the ball. Really a ground and pound team. And we have that element of surprise this year.
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm. I can definitely okay, agree with
0: that. So we are going to move into our defensive performance now. What do you guys think of the defensive performance? What did you like or not like about this game?
1: like the you got? turnovers. I mean uh I mean we definitely came out firing and you know started making plays. Uh they they definitely uh they took a step in the right direction. Uh I don't know, man. Like they it's and it's weird too because it was it wasn't without Matt Milano, you know what I mean? Like AJ, I mean like you know we like we've all been ripping on AJ for you know, all, all season. And, you know, just like Dave, you know, Dave just said, I'm sorry, (laughs) AJ Klein, I'm sorry. And, uh, but yeah, I mean like he made a hell of a play, but I mean, our defense was firing off on all cylinders. I mean, you know, the, obviously we had that one blown, that one blown coverage, you know, that 60 yard bomber for a touchdown. But I mean, realistically, I mean, we had, we had Russell Wilson under wrap and that, that offense under wrap all day i mean 16 uh 16 quarterback hits the most by uh the most hits on a quarterback this entire season i mean we had five sacks and uh i mean, gonna have um yeah that 160 yard bomber by blown coverage and what was it like 120 yards at garbage time i mean russell wilson i mean it i mean his stats look fine and all you know minus the two interceptions but i mean it really wasn't that close it wasn't close at all i mean our defense was was playing lights out this year. Um, that game.
2: That's and that's absolutely correct, man. Uh, the defensive performance, in my opinion, it was it was a very good performance. And we have to salute uh AJ Klein. We do have to salute him, and he played a tremendous game. But I believe a lot of it, again, I have to revert back to the coaching. AJ Klein was he was put in a lot of great positions. Even when he missed the tackle because he took a bad angle to start the game, he was still in position to make the play. And being put in position to make plays, you have to give credit to the coaching staff. And Leslie Frazier, as much as we criticize him, he did a tremendous job on Sunday, putting the entire team in the best positions to make plays. Uh, The disguises of blitzes, was was much better than recent past. Uh, Russell Wilson was was honestly confused. He was really confused at some points because we sent blitzes late, we sent different guys, we sent multiple guys, and the way we drew it up and the way we schemed it was was uh, uh, the best we've seen all season long. And players also stepped up. Jordan Poyer, AJ Klein, Tremaine Edmonds had his best game. Of the year, where the first time all year he actually popped out of my 55 inch TV screen. So the whole defensive performance was a very encouraging sign for our Buffalo Bills this past Sunday.
0: I'm going to tell you what I liked to start and then I'm going to get into what I didn't like because there's actually something I didn't like and it's more on other people than our defense. I'll get to it though. So, what I liked. There was a lot I liked about this. Our defense took a step in the right direction to regaining the 2019 form that we all have desired. We've all been begging for this team to get back to that form. The first drive, a three and out against Russell Wilson, the Seahawks offense, all we've been hearing about all week, and deservingly deservingly so. The Seahawks have a great offense. Second drive, it's third and one. Might not have been the second drive. It was third and one, though, in the red zone. And we were at 14 nothing. So on third and one, they run and we stuff them. Fourth and one, they're going to go for it. And I guess mastermind Sean McDermott, he knows Pete Hill likes to throw in the red zone in a running situation. Drop back into coverage, Jordan Player with a pick. Our defense. That's just an example of the bend, but don't break mentality we saw all game long. We were getting to Wilson numerous times, seven sacks. We had a great performance. No, it was five sacks for our our defense. Yep. Great performance on defense. But the thing I didn't like was the penalties. And it's not all on our defense. I'll say the one Oliver hit was probably a pass interference. But that Jerry Hughes, you gotta change the roughing the passer to touching the passer on that.
2: Right. <laughs> right. I gotta agree with that. Definitely gotta agree.
1: do points.
0: I honestly don't understand what you're supposed to do anymore. Like can you make a hit on the quarterback?
1: No. No, uh the the quarterback is is so freaking protected. I mean like I mean, you touch his helmet, man, and it's a flag. I mean, I don't understand it.
0: Moving on to next week, we have some keys to the game against the Arizona Cardinals, another NFC West division opponent, probably the toughest division in football, in my opinion. So let's get into our offensive keys. What do we have here? So... We're going to start off with A. Rich. You have this
2: to say? Yeah, uh, offensive keys. Uh, I have to uh, go with the trend. It, It looks as if when John Brown is balling for our Buffalo Bills, it looks like the entire offense is balling as well. So it, it looked like we proved that a little bit last week when John Brown got in, uh, involved. Uh, is it a coincidence when he gets back involved that Buffalo scores 44 points? I'm not sure if that's a coincidence anymore. Let's uh, go back to that. Well, again, let's get John Brown back involved early and often. He had 11 targets last Sunday. Let's get him do- uh, double digit targets again this Sunday. He just opens up a different dynamic for the entire offense because of his speed and his route running abilities and if we can get him going I think that it will vote well for Josh Allen and the Bills offense
0: I like that a lot and something that we can't forget about is Smokey is going back to Arizona a team he used to play against there's going to be a bit of a revenge factor in this game.
1: I never even thought of that. Not nah, 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 me neither no, I no, all that's, that. That, that's just Nope, that mm-hmm. never even crossed my mind. Yep. That's that's a damn that's good, a good point. Yes, that's sir. a good one.
0: Yep. We're going to get into that a little more later, hinting at something. But we also need to see more balance in the run game. And yep. by this, we really didn't run the ball much at all this game against Seattle. We were passing. We were very pass-heavy. We had 13 passes and 19 rushing attempts. I mean, it's good if it works. But... On the other hand, you'd like to see some balance because it's not yeah. going to be a shootout every week. And the Cardinals present different challenges. They're not the same pass coverage as the Seattle Seahawks. They have Buddha Baker back
2: there, Patrick Peterson. They've got some good guys back there. And not not only that, I mean. Arizona Cardinals, their defensive coordinator, have to be scratching his head like, what the hell? Two weeks ago, this team ran for almost 200 yards. They barely passed the ball. Last week, this team throws for almost 500 yards. They barely run the ball. What the hell am I going to tell my defensive players this week? How are we going to defend these Buffalo Bills this week? Because we don't know what direction they may go. So, uh I think uh, uh, a more balanced run game uh, would definitely help in terms of
1: confusing the Arizona defense because they don't know what's coming. Uh, see, uh, personally, I mean, I I, I disagree. I mean, I, I would like to see like kind of a more, a little bit more balanced. But I mean, I'm I'm more f- for moving towards a more modern offense of the pass-heavy scheme and spreading the ball out five wide even you know even four wide receivers one tight end i mean if you look at it statistically i mean like i mean you you look at these games where where we're passing more than we're running i mean we're our our offense is on fire period but i mean like when we get into these run first offenses like we did for the past you know 17 years it didn't it didn't go well i'm i am i I, I like running the ball as much as the next guy, but when it comes down to it, I mean, I, I feel we need to get with the times, and we have a top five quarterback right now, and we need to keep at. We need to keep Allen fresh and involved early and often. I mean, that's just this is my opinion. Yeah. Definitely,
0: I don't think going away from the passing game necessarily. I th- I think that we just need to incorporate the run a bit more because it opens the option for play action more. It also allows us to close out the games down the stretch because say we make a mistake, say Allen throws a pick and he hasn't been throwing many picks. But say it happens, the other team gets another possession. It's just football. It's the way I'm thinking. I appreciate where you're coming from as well.
2: But think about think about the even even the Jets game last night. Think about what happened. They was up 10. Uh, the Patriots kick a field goal, six minutes left. The New York Jets are up a touchdown. What do they do? They throw a pass. The pass get interception, intercepted. We see what happened. If they was able to run the ball in that situation and be effective behind it, they would have ended up winning the football game.
1: But there's a big difference between that. One, it's Adam Gates against Sean McDermott and two yeah, definitely it's Josh Allen against Joe Flacco
2: that's definitely too that's definitely two. So, I and mean, e- like,
1: even more of a reason for them to run the ball right I mean yes, that's Joe, yes, that, sir. That's yes, Joe sir. Flacco because I mean I mean you, you look at the Jets I mean you see you see us from the past I mean you know don't really got the quarterback and you have to run the ball you you know what I mean like uh, and I'm I am just and you know, I, I'm all for having more of like a 60, 40, maybe like a 57, 43 kind of pass, pass Definitely. run ratio. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I lean more towards the pass heavy scheme. Like I, I want to see Allen throw it 35 times a game. I like it personally. And
0: that brings us to our defensive keys for this game. So this is going to be easier said than done. We need to contain Kyler Murray and collapse the pocket. What do you guys think?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, how many teams have successfully done that? But the thing is, is you know, I think if any team is going to be able to do it, I think it's going to be us because we just had the. Let's just be honest that probably the MVP of this season. At least he was on track to beat. I I think. I think uh, playing up against Buffalo may have knocked it back a little bit, but if we can if we can contain Russell Wilson and rattle him and make him look like you know Sam Darnold getting seeing ghosts back there, there's no reason why we can't do that to a second year quarterback.
2: And yeah, uh, you know I have to agree. Um, there is some concern. You have Kyle Murray. I think they scored a lot of points this past Sunday, but they did a good job on DeAndre Hopkins, who only had about three receptions, 30 yards. And I think that limited them a little bit, even though they had a good offensive juggernaut this past Sunday and they lost. Uh, They had a guy named Xavier Howard to combat that. Right. So we I hope that Tredavious White is healthy. I know he got hurt late in the game. Hopefully he is healthy and he's ready for that challenge against uh DeAndre Hopkins. Because if he can do what Xavier and Howard did last week and kind of neutralize him, I think it will go a long way for the Buffalo Bills defense and for us winning the ball game. Uh Kyle Murray, sixty eight percent completion percentage, over twenty one hundred yards passing. He's an efficient passer, but not only that. He has seventy six rushing attempts for five hundred and forty three yards and eight TDs in is eight it, games. Is
1: it eight? Is it eight this year? I thought he was eight. T-
2: in eight and eight games, he had five hundred forty four yards for TDs in the whole season last year. So we're playing a very dynamic running back, uh, uh quarterback, and an efficient passer. So I have some concern
0: to add to that. Remember when Tyrod Taylor rushed for over five hundred yards in a full season mm-hmm. and. Bills Mafia. It was like, wow, that just yeah. goes to show how capable Kyler Murray is. Yes, sir. And they have the second overall rushing attack in the NFL. That's but, not all, Kenyan Drake. Kyler no, Murray
1: is. He's a big ri- part of that.
0: Ridiculously fast. There's design runs. It's not all him scrambling everywhere. I think he presents new challenges and a different challenge than. What Russell Wilson did last week. Sure, Russell Wilson's a scrambling guy as well, but Murray's just way faster.
1: But but my thing is, is I mean, like you know, he's still he's still a young player. I mean, you start you start disguising these defensive coverages and putting the blitz on him, and forcing a young player to make quick veteran decisions repetitively, each and every play, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw you picks i think i think for our defensive scheme i think we need to blitz him early and often and his number one go-to target is deandre hopkins i think you know you put trey day on him and you know shake you know shade like a linebacker on the inside of him because we all know freaking hopkins is always running those post routes on the inside He he just can't be stopped but I, I, I think if we can blitz him, I don't know. I, I, I truly believe that we might, we might be in for, uh, you know, a hell of a dogfight. But I yeah. expect us to do the same thing we did to Russell Wilson.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Trey White and DeAndre Hopkins because you mentioned that this matchup is huge. We saw it last year in the wild card game that we all remember. We saw. Tredavious White punched the ball out of DeAndre Hopkins' hands, forced a fumble. That's something you like to see. I remember DeAndre Hopkins, who was on before the game even started, he said, I don't respect him yet, about Tredavious White. So there Wait. might be a little bad blood here.
1: When did he say that?
0: This was prior to the Houston-Buffalo wildcard game last season.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Really? My bad. Okay. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, you got to put a little swagger into it. You know what I mean? And, you know, put a little fuel to the fire and, you know, add a little juice to it. Everybody likes a battery in the back once in a while.
0: I want to go even further than Trey White versus DeAndre Hopkins, though, because there's another receiver on the other side of the field Mm -hmm. who not too many people are talking about in Larry Fitzgerald. They also have Christian Kirk, but I want to focus on
2: Larry Fitzgerald. Who do we cover Larry Fitzgerald with? Honestly, right now, the way it looks, it looks as if they have DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk on the outside, right? So they like to have Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a combination of Teron Johnson and Siron Neil covering a Larry Fitzgerald.
0: See... For Fitzgerald, if Norman is healthy, I'd like to see Norman on Fitzgerald. And my reasoning for that is they're both veterans, and they've got that extra dynamic to their game that they know things that some of the younger guys don't. And I'm probably going to get ripped on for this, but I think that Norman would maybe be better in coverage just for Fitzgerald than Levi Wallace?
2: Uh, you know, that's an interesting take. At, at this point of, of Larry Fitzgerald's career, I'm more worried about Larry Fitzgerald converting a crucial third and nine, a crucial third and seven. He's not a guy that's going to take the top off the defense. He's not really? a guy that's, that's going to really kill us. I'm more worried about Christian Kirk right now than I am about Larry Fitzgerald. I think Larry Fitzgerald comes into play when there's a big third down and they have to be a playmate and you have to make that seven to 15 yard catch.
0: Fair, fair assessment. And if you're watching this video right now, make sure you smash that like button, hit the notification bell. You'll be notified every time we're live here on built in Buffalo, a lot of great content. We've got some live shows every week, Bill's Bunker live show. We are here every week, every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those viewers on the West Coast or wherever you are in the world. That's going to bring us into our fun segment of the show where we talk a bit about our bunker bets for this week. So we're going to start this off with the player predictions. and. Cody, I'm going to let you start off this segment. So, you want to tell us your predictions?
1: All right. My player prediction is I got uh, Jordan Porter having a hell of a game. He's going to go apeshit. I got him having 13 total tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss, one interception, one fumble recovery. And uh, my other my other player, I got Kenyon Drake, 112 rushing yards and two touchdowns. You know, I think... Uh, I think we're going to be you now going back into our nickel defense, and I think Kenyon Drake is going to have a hell of a game.
2: I, I'm not sure if he's playing though. We're going to have to double check that. We've been I've been seeing a lot of Chase Edmonds out there for the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. I think that I think Drake, uh, Drake Kenyon Drake. I think he has an ankle injury. I'm not sure if his time is up or if he's going to be activated or available for this game. But I like the well, statistics
1: if he's playing. Let us hope that I'm wrong. Let us hope at least that I'm right with. Jordan Poyer because that oh, would yeah. be a hell of a stat line. Like like you're talking defensive Definitely. player of the week right there. Definitely.
0: Kim, you want to give us your picks for this?
2: Definitely, man. Uh I got Gabriel Davis to score score a touchdown and I have Bills defense to score a touchdown. I mean, Gabriel like Dave Gabriel Davis, uh I'm thinking we're going to he's been, first of all he's been having a stellar season for uh, for a rookie. It should have been a touchdown last week. Um, and I think he's going to be acclimated in the offense this week. You have Patrick uh, Peterson and Buda Baker out there for the Arizona Cardinals, so you really have to uh, be cautious and be selective with your with your uh, throwing opportunities if you're Josh Allen. And I think Gabriel Davis lined up against their slot corner or get against their third or fourth corner is is going to pose a mismatch uh, nightmare for the Arizona Cardinals defense. And I think Gabriel Davis will definitely get in the end zone. I also think uh maybe because I'm I'm being spoiled from last week, but the Bills defense keeps it rolling. Again, we're gonna get after Kylo Murray and he may fumble and maybe an interception, maybe a pick six, but the Buffalo Bills defense will score a touchdown this Sunday. I like it.
0: So for me, I've got some interesting ones here. I've got the Bills to reach 200 rushing yards this game. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more runs this week. I think we'll wow. see a bunch of Zach Moss again. I think Zach Moss is going to be our feature back. But you can't forget Josh Allen, he can run the ball too. It might not just be all run plays, we might have some scrambling and going downfield yeah.
1: with the ball. Yeah. But yeah, my, my next son one? like cats. Sorry, I mean, to interrupt you. I just Scott. yeah, my son he likes cat. i'm not I'm not really a cat person. I'm more of a dog kind of guy, but my sometimes next- I'll be sitting there and she just wants to chill on my freaking shoulder like this and it's like a <laughs> parrot. <laughs> my funny. next
0: uh, my next one I have is DeAndre Hopkins under eighty yards receiving. Tradavius White, he played a heck of a game last week against DK Metcalf. And we've all been on Tredavious White a little bit, because he's our all-pro corner. He hasn't been getting the picks that we want to see. And this is something I heard on the radio today. And, I mean, it it seems like a pretty valid point. Um, They were saying Tredavious White seems as if he isn't always into it against receivers that aren't like DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, or Keenan Allen's going to be coming up. These big-name receivers. When you have a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, who said he doesn't respect Tre'Davious White last year, and the fact is that DeAndre Hopkins has also been under 80 yards four times this year. I know that because he's on my fantasy team and those weeks <laughs> were down weeks. I think DeAndre Hopkins gets held under 80 yards receiving this week.
2: And it's going to be inter- it's that's definitely going to be interesting because last week DeAndre Hopkins had 3 receptions 30 yards and i'm pretty sure when the Arizona Cardinals get in that film room monday and they get to dissect their game plan they're going to want to get DeAndre Hopkins more involved this week so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens what transpires between Trey White and Nuke come sunday
0: that moves us into our fantasy picks. We had our player predictions, but now we move to the fantasy picks this week where we all pick a member of the bills offense. It has to be from the Buffalo bills. Can't be a Cardinal and it cannot be Josh Allen for obvious reasons, because we would all want Josh Allen. Akeem, you got to start it off.
2: Cole Beasley, seven receptions, 77 yards in a TD. Uh, Cole Beasley, he's been having a great season, but then, uh, he's been having those games throughout the season where he kind of disappears. You kind of forget about uh Cole Beasley, right? Cole Beasley, he was kind of quiet the last couple of games, especially last game. This game is he's going to come back to light. So I believe Cole Beasley's going to get involved. He's going to have big moments and going to have some big catches. Ultimately scoring a touchdown. Cole Beasley,
1: seven seventy-seven and a tutty. Now, do you think that uh? I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was, was it two weeks ago? Uh, do you think uh, Cole Beasley's ankle is still bothering him when uh, when he got twisted up there? Like, What game was that? Was that against the... Uh... Uh, was it well, the yeah, Jets? I th- yeah, yeah I, th- I think it was the Jets. Yeah, his ankle got twisted up, and you noticed ever since that game, he hasn't been, as you said, as much involved. right you know is that is that in the realm of possibilities
2: i mean anything anything's possible if you know some people believe uh, josh allen's shoulder injury he played through pain he played through injury it's now healing and we're starting to see the best of josh allen again it could be the same thing with cole beasley who knows
0: yeah i just want to say that's the beauty of what i've been calling the digs effect since may the digs effect allows us to have an abundance of offensive weapons. If one of our receivers goes down, we have another guy step up. Yes. When Bees is down, smokes up. When smokes down, you feed the bees. Which moves us into our next pick. And this was from you, Cody. You had Stefan Diggs. I forgot to add that, but
1: that's okay. Uh, yeah, Stefan Diggs, 12 targets, nine catches, a buck 20. One touchdown, and I also have him secure in a two-point conversion as well. Nice. He's he's gonna I, you know he he leads the NFL in targets, he leads the NFL in receptions, he leads the NFL in yards, and I think uh, I think Brian Dayball has made it a point to get him involved early and often and feed him the ball. And I, I I expect that to fully happen again this week. And not only that, we're all going to be looking forward to uh, you know Stefan Diggs versus Patrick Peterson. That's oh you know that's going to be a great matchup, and I fully expect Diggs to kind of get the upper hand in that in that uh, matchup as well. Great matchup both ways, man. Great yes, matchup both ways. Yes, yes, it's going to be a very good matchup, and I just it, good things happen when Diggs gets involved early, and not only that. Ah, uh, we're also, what is it, we're also 5-0 and on Sunday, so I just wanted to point that out there in case anybody is, hasn't thought of that yet. You gotta remember, we we lost on, you know, a Tuesday, and so we, have, we lost on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So You're right. We, we've never lost on Sunday, so and, knock and, on and wood, and you know. And not only yeah, that. that continues
2: we could put some respect on the bills a little bit right a lot a lot of talk last year was the bills didn't beat anybody well this year the bills beat the raiders the raiders are a good football team the dolphins are a good football team the rams are a good football team the seahawks are a good football team can we please put some respect
1: on our Buffalo Bills. Well, the well the problem with it is, and I've seen plenty of comments from it on Twitter, Bleach Report. I mean, all the you know all the football sites is all I ever hear is people say, "Well, they've sucked for twenty years, so I can't just say that they're good." And it's like, I mean, you, you know, you want to live in the past? That's fine. The future will pass you by. You can't hold, you know, you can't hold what happened, you know, twenty years ago. Yeah, we sucked ass for twenty years, but now we got Josh Allen and we got a hell of a damn good offense and. You know, like all of this week, all of these reporters, it's all I ever keep hearing is, you know, like, you know, they're, they're blaming Seahawks defense on the reason why the Seahawks lost. They're not giving Josh Allen any credit. You know, and then you know Russell Wilson has four turnovers and just kind of just you know stroking his hair and saying it's okay. But if that was Josh Allen, there'd be memes and everything like that saying how awful he is and how trash he is. It's so I, I understand zero respect. Stroking, stroking his hair. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean,
2: that's funny. So yeah. I'm gonna move
0: on to my. Do you want to finish your point? Are no, you good, Jacob? Go ahead. I'm gonna move on to my fantasy prediction the last fantasy prediction of ours, and it is going to be John Brown, smoke on the revenge tour back to Arizona. I mentioned it earlier. I think he's going to have a big game and Sean McDermott, the Bills offense, everybody involved in the Bills organization. They all know that John Brown came from the Cardinals and the Ravens. He's going to want to put up a big game against his old team. And in that stadium in Arizona, he's going to want to have a smoke show there. And I see him hitting some smoke screens that he's been having. These smoke screens, that's what I call them. Mm -hmm. They've been pretty damn good. They've been effective. Last week, I picked him as my fantasy player as well. I had him going for 112 yards and a touchdown. This week, six receptions, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. He's not going to get as many yards. But in the big time moments, expect Josh Allen to be looking for John Brown.
2: I really like it. I really like it. Kind of like yes, how sir. we did I kind of like how we did Beasley last year on his on his trip back to Dallas. I could see it.
0: Now we're gonna move into a fun segment of this show where we are the coaches. Last week, a Rich was Leslie Fraser. This week I'm yep. Leslie Freezer. Hey, Rich, you become Brian Dable this week. And Cody, you got the honor of being Sean McDermott. So I nice. Love it.
1: I love it. I just hey got Rich. to do a lot of this.
0: <laughs> I'll be all
1: right. <laughs> hey,
0: Rich, I'm going to let you start. Feed us the offensive game plan going against the Arizona Cardinals this week.
2: Offensive game plan, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, do exactly what we've been doing all year put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. He's our best offensive player. Uh not named Stefan Diggs obviously. Put the ball in his hands. Let him make his decisions. uh He's coming into his own as an elite quarterback. La- uh, a couple of days ago, after the game, I believe Jonathan Liciano said, "On third and sixteen, he called. He saw the all-out blitz, and he checked into a screen. So he was. He has the freedom and the and the reins to check out of plays, and the the coaching staff gives him the confidence to do so. So we have to continue to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. Uh, Trust that he's going to make the best place possible and making the best place possible is getting John Brown involved early and often, continuing to uh, feed the ball to Stephon Diggs, understand you have one of the best underneath route runners in in football in Cole Beasley and get all of our receivers involved and in this game early so we can put up some points. And then we sprinkle in Moss and we sprinkle in some Devin uh, Singletary so we can be more effective in our play-action pass. If we can do those things, along with John Feliciano, once again setting the tone up front with this offensive line, we don't want to get sacked as much times as we did last season. If we could rectify that situation, I believe our offensive football team would do some great things and ultimately win this football game. I like it.
0: What do you think coach McDermott?
1: I think stay humble, stay hungry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's usually what he says for. His, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Come on baby, you know. Yeah, first down. Yeah. <laughs> uh what I think is I think we're going to we're going to try bringing the heat, we're, we're going to bring our defense down. And so Sean.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. Quick question for you. Quick question for you. Was We're on you, Arizona. W- w- was you calling the plays last week? Because <laughs> the plays, it, we looked a lot different than we did <laughs> all season long. Was you calling the plays, or you still was giving Leslie Fraser the reins and he was calling the plays?
1: Trust the process. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> Jeff Davis. <laughs> perfect timing brother <laughs> as leslie
0: frazier this week <laughs> i'm gonna tell coach mcdermott i've been defensive coordinator here for a little while now you saw what i was capable of drawing up last season with the 2019 defense this year we brought in some new pieces a lot of new toys on our defensive line some Pieces all around. Josh Norman hasn't really been playing too much. Right. This week, I'd like to get Norman back. I personally would like to see him on Fitzgerald. Not everyone agrees with me, but we'll see what happens there. You can you can uh, fix me up, fix up my game plan a bit, Coach McDermott. But I also think that we need to contain Kyler Murray, which is going to be extremely hard to do. I don't like the idea of blitzing him too much because if you blitz him too much, he's going to run. We're gonna, Yeah. He's going to run. But on the other hand, blitzing AJ Klein would be a damn good idea. AJ Klein, <laughs> I'm not putting you in pass protection ever again because you can't do it. You can't <laughs> drop back. You're an absolute liability in pass coverage, but damn, you can blitz. You can blitz the quarterback and you cause a fumble. That's two forced fumbles for him this year. Yeah, That's my game plan going into this week. We need to make sure we can contain Kyler Murray. Contain, 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 wrap up, make a team tackle. Just fundamental football on the defensive side. That's what I want to see.
1: Yep, yep, and I'm going to say that we're going to constantly blitz, constantly blitz, make him make quick decisions, you know, and make him play the length of the field you know i i I don't expect uh i I don't expect kyle murray to be able to stay perfect and constantly make all those correct decisions against uh, sean mcdermott defense throughout the entire game he's going to make mistakes for offense i i i pretty much agree with what rich said except add a little more pass heaviness onto it Mm mm-hmm
0: so, do you think this has been happening? Has Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott have they maybe had some uh, disagreements?
1: Oh, I oh, I'm I'm willing to bet, but uh, but I am also willing to bet that uh, Sean McDermott understands from the level of competition that we've played from last year to this year that there was going to be struggles. I mean, like look at all the top ten offenses we're going to be playing this year. He wasn't expecting his defense to be top five. There's no way. If so, that was some serious high hopes that he was gonna get let down pretty hard for. But uh no, I I, I agree. You know, we gotta contain Kyler Murray and do do whatever it is that's necessary to stop him. Let's not and, ignore.
2: Let's not ignore Chase Edmonds. Uh, if Kenyon Drake don't play, Chase Edmonds, their backup running back, he does a good job catching the ball out the backfield. He's an explosive back with some speed. Um, yes. he's
1: he's he, he's he's concerning to me. So we have to limit Chase Edmonds as well. Yeah, and I also like what uh, cheesebee says about you know keeping a spy on Murray. Athletic, smart. I do like that. You know that Edmonds. that is that that is Edmonds. an absolutely great comment. Yep, Edmonds. You know, especially the way he's been playing in coverage lately. It it wouldn't be a bad idea to keep him as a spy because I know Edmonds could run down Kyler Murray. He's got the quickness and every you know, he's got the quickness and agility to do it.
0: Yep. All right, fellas. We're done being coaches and we're gonna move back into being analysts again. We're gonna give our score predictions for this week. Now, Cody, I'm gonna let you start off this segment. This is your prediction?
1: Yes sir. It's uh 3427 Buffalo. I think uh I I think it will be uh, a dog fight. I don't expect it to be like uh, kind of like Seattle where where it wasn't really close and they had garbage time. I ex- actually expect us to be down maybe even 7 points or a field goal in the third quarter, but I expect it to go back and forth. I'm I'm going to say there's going to be f- I'll I'll say 3 to 4 uh uh what the hell is it? Um lead changes in the game, maybe even 5. I I expect it to go back and forth.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't see any of that uh this past game against Seattle no, Bills no were in possession of the game all the way through pretty much
1: and believe it or not the one person that actually does have me a little bit worried is you know as you as both of you gentlemen are talking about John Brown maybe we should talk about Jordan Phillips a little bit and how he might want to get after us a little bit you know because we decided not to sign him and now he's playing for Arizona and he has if I remember correctly he hasn't been doing too bad I have I haven't looked at his statistics but Uh Uh, you know, maybe you know maybe he might try to wreak havoc a little bit and make you know make McDermott and McBean you know realize hey you know maybe you guys should assign me I wanted to stay in Buffalo. So we'll you know we'll see what you know'll we'll, we'll see what he has anything to do with it but I expect it to be a for a four quarter dog fighting back and forth constantly.
0: So Cody, you had 34 27 and interestingly enough, Akeem had thirty four twenty seven. Explain yourself.
2: Yeah, I think Buffalo Bills, we're, we're at a point right now where I think this game is going to let other people and the other fan bases and other media analysts around, outlets around, is going to see that the Buffalo Bills are starting to peak. And I think that Arizona Cardinals is facing us at a time when we're – when we're putting all three phases of the game together. And I think we're doing it uh, a good job and being successful doing it. We showed it last week with Seattle on special teams and defense. I think it's going to carry over this week. Our offense is going to continue to be explosive. We're going to do just enough to contain Kyle Murray, and we're going to win this game, 34-27 Buffalo, 8-2 Bills going into the bye week.
0: I like that, and that would be oh. that'd be an amazing That'd be an amazing feat for this team to be eight and two awesome. heading in to bye week.
1: Yep. I'll I'll tell you, what, man. If we go eight and two, I feel bad for Dollar Generals, man, because they're they're gonna run out of tables here pretty soon from Bills Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Jacob?
0: So my stat, or my score prediction, rather. I had thirty-one twenty-seven, and that's interesting because I'll show all of our predictions. We have. All 27s across the board for the Cardinals. All of us also have over 30 points for the Bills. This is a game that, again, I was back and forth on. Last week, I was back and forth on Seattle. I predicted before the season that the Bills would lose that game. I also predicted the Bills would lose this game before the season. But that was because I thought Isaiah Simmons would be doing a bit more on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. I really liked what I saw with all the, their moves on the offensive side of the ball, bringing in DeAndre Hopkins. But honestly, the team hasn't impressed me that
1: much. And, and I really, I really like Isaiah Simmons. Who I wanted us to draft him in some way, shape. I wanted more, to, man, I, oh, I did. I so. wanted them too. Could you like imagine? Can you imagine Simmons, Edmonds, Matt Milano that, yeah, as as, our, as our, like we would be able to be an actual true four three defense? And not have to play nickel 80% freaking if not more of the game. And the
0: the Cardinals are also injured a lot too. They're facing a lot of injuries. Something that we dealt with a while back. The injury bug. So I think that the Bills need to take advantage of this. They need to secure the W. Big dubs going into the bye week. Yes sir. Shoot down the Cardinals after we shot down the Seahawks last week. No birds in this Bills County. But that's That's all we've got for you this week. Cody, what would you like to say? Then we'll give the cam, whatever. We'll give it to uh, A. Rich
1: after. I would like to say that uh, no matter what, I don't care. I mean, I like to start with, I'm I'm not, I'll be honest with both of you gentlemen and anybody watching. I, I don't do the fantasy football. I don't. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't approve <laughs> of it personally because I, I find it, it has more and more people worried about stats, and it has more people worried about their fantasy football team over the real football team. I mean, granted, I want to see my team have great stats, but I don't care what it looks like in the end. Just win the damn football game. That's all I care about. I, I don't even – if Allen throws freaking eight interceptions and we win the game, we win the fucking game. That's all I care about. Just win the ball game, man. If you if just we wait, have baby. to if if we got to run it forty five times or we have to throw it fifty five times I don't care I just I just want to be eight and two so it just pushes us that closer to our first AFC East divisional championship since nineteen ninety five I was two years old last time we mm. won the AFC East I'm twenty seven last last years. yeah yeah last time. Years yes sir last time uh as uh we, we stated earlier last time we were seven and two I was a baby 1993 so I, I wasn't mean, like, born
0: for either of these things
1: oh my yeah so so I mean like this is something that's a long time coming just win the damn football game that's all I care about every week just win the game
2: hey rich Death
0: what
2: do you think yeah man um'm before we get out of here, A. Rich, Akeem Richens, Bill's Bunker, uh, we're going to just uh, continue to do what we do best, and that's try to be consistently consistent, deliver up-to-date, knowledgeable content. Shout out my brother, Cody. Shout out my brother, uh, Jacob. Uh, we're going to be here each and every Tuesday, 930 uh, look out, uh, tell a friend to tell a t- friend to tell a friend. And when you get on, smash that like button. Let us know that uh, you appreciate what we're doing. And we appreciate you watching us and following us in and, and common. A Rich, Hakeem Richens.
0: Thank you for watching. Be sure to watch next week's show. That's all we have. And I want to go out by saying, go Bills, big dubs.
2: Big dubs. Go Bills.